Sports Weekly, the Chicago baseball conversation on the new flagship home of the Sox, 720 WGN. Good afternoon, White Sox Weekly on the air. Hope you're having a great Sunday. My name is Mark Carmen. Got a big show for you today as we'll talk to a couple of guests are scheduled today. Todd Steverson, the hitting coach of your Chicago White Sox. And we're also going to check in with Ed Farmer, Farmio, your radio play-by-play voice. And Ed, of course, loves talking baseball, but he was also a close friend of George Bush, who passed away, as you well know. And so we'll have Farmio on to talk about H uh, in the somewhere between 2.30 and 3 o'clock today as we're with you for one hour, taking it up to Hamp, OB, and Kaz, our Bears postgame show. Bears in trouble right now as they are trailing the Giants 24-14. to 14. A bunch of White Sox news this week, but first let me remind you that you can give the gift of White Sox baseball this holiday season Holiday packs are on sale now. It started at just $35. Each order includes ticket vouchers redeemable for 76 home games in 2019, along with an exclusive White Sox Elf on the Shelf ornament. That's sweet. For more information and to purchase your holiday packs, visit WhiteSox.com today. So the big news this week was the White Sox not tendering contracts to two guys who have had productive careers with the White Sox, Matt Davidson and Avi Garcia. Now, uh, Davidson with 20 homers last year, 26 the year prior, and was also working on being someone who could contribute out of the bullpen as well. We recently had Matt Davidson on White Sox Weekly, and he really wanted to do that. So I don't know if he'll get an opportunity. Hopefully he will to do it elsewhere, and I guess there's always the chance that he can return as well, but uh, the White Sox clearing up some space to give guys opportunities. And Daniel Palka had a great year uh, as a DH last year. It's you know kind of a surprise, right? 26-year-old rookie putting up the numbers that he put up. So all that's playing into the decision to not tender Matt Davidson. And then Avi, who has you know been a fixture uh, with the White Sox for five years now and unfortunately could never really stay healthy and never quite put up the numbers that you were hoping for and of course uh, with uh, the White Sox looking at free agent options and Eloy as well coming along uh, they decided to non-tender Avi who will get another opportunity somewhere Uh, but uh, you know they there were rumors that Avi was going to get traded at some point last year that never happened and then the decision to DFA him came this week uh, which I, I was a little bit surprised by but, uh, you know, it makes sense when you look at the big picture here. And uh, hopefully, you know, hey, it'll work out for Avi and it'll work out for, for the White Sox going forward. Sox did agree to a one-year deal with Leury Garcia, $1.55 million. Uh, Garcia last year uh, hit two seventy one. He's 27 years old, seven doubles, four triples, four homers, 32 RBIs. Um, and uh, he appeared in 82 last uh, 82 games last year, six season with the White Sox. So uh, Leury is back, and uh, that's a guy that's that's useful because he can play all over the diamond, and you don't have to pigeonhole him into one area. So wherever the White Sox end up going in free agency, and whoever they bring up, you can fit Leury around when when needed. I, I would assume he'll be a bench guy, uh, as he's been for you know 
the majority of his career. A reminder as well, visit the White Sox pop-up shop at the Orland Square Mall now through January the 15th. It's conveniently located next to the Apple Store. Uh, Fans can shop stadium exclusives and special promotions throughout the holidays and the offseason. For more information and a promotion schedule, follow the at White Sox store on Instagram. Busy time this holiday season. Uh, You know, Sox Fest is creeping towards us coming up in January. So hope to see uh, a bunch of you out there uh, for that weekend. Of course, WGN will be there. Not exactly sure our schedule as of yet, but uh, looking forward to being out there. I know Harry is looking out forward to being out there as well. All of us at 720 WGN. Uh, and it's a very interesting time with the free agency coming up, the general manager's meetings coming up. So, you know, Rick Hahn will be, I would assume, quite busy. And from what I keep hearing, the White Sox are very much in there. As far as talking with uh, both Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, now, will they get either of them? Hard to believe, right, that they will, but from what I understand, they're certainly trying, and maybe it'll work out. Apparently, Bryce Harper loves Chicago, and he had been rumored, you know, over and over again, connected with Chris Bryant. They both know each other from Las Vegas to go into the Cubs. Well, the Cubs don't have the money for Bryce Harper. The White Sox do. And if he wants to come to Chicago and he wants to be a part of a team that's got a ton of talent coming, maybe Bryce will make a bet uh, and take a gamble and say, you know what, I love what the where the White Sox are going. It's a city I want to play in and the money's right. Who knows? Maybe it'll happen. We'll see. But uh, all that stuff is going to start to be the news cycle is going to pick up coming up here with uh, the general manager's meetings. Pick 10 plans are on sale now. Get ready for the 2019 season with this flexible and affordable ticket plan. Pick your games, your opponents, and your schedule starting at $129. You can visit whitesocks.com to pick your plan today. All right, coming up, we're going to hear from the Chicago White Sox hitting coach Todd Steverson. A lot of guys, uh, you know, had good seasons last year, but can perhaps take the next jump. Yoan Moncada, uh, Sox fans like to pick at him, but if overall you look at the full numbers, pretty impressive season. Now he's got to cut down on the strikeouts, so we'll see what Todd has to say about that. And uh, I'm going to mention Tim Anderson with him as well, because uh, Timmy improved greatly defensively, and I thought he had a pretty good year offensively, but I also think there could be a little bit more there as well. So we'll see what uh, what Todd has to say about that. And he loves talking football, so we might have to jump into a little bit of a football conversation as as well with the White Sox hitting coach. Uh, the White Sox Newborn Club is the perfect gift for the newest member of your family. Package includes a Southpaw onesie and hat and a White Sox bib along with a customized White Sox birth certificate. Purchase yours today at whitesox.com slash newborn. All right, we will take our first time out and tee you up with Todd Steverson coming on back. Two-part interview with Todd, and then we'll have uh, Farmio coming up uh, sometime around 245 as well. This is White Sox Weekly, and this is 720 WGN. Did you know that Ace Rewards from your local Ace Hardware saves you money instantly? Ace Rewards members get instant savings at checkout. Sign up for free at your local Ace. It only takes an instant. 
Get a Platinum LED Light Set in assorted colors, sizes, and styles for just $12.99 after $2 instant savings with your Ace Rewards card. Must be an Ace Rewards member to receive instant savings. Offer valid through December 10th. See participating stores for details. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's time to join the millions of people using Zoom video conferencing. Turn any size conference room, huddle room, or executive office into a Zoom room with flawless HD video, crystal clear audio, and instant wireless sharing. It'll even work with your existing hardware. Start your meetings with a single touch or use Zoom's new voice command feature. Hey, Zoom, start meeting. Huddle happy. Visit zoom.us to set up your free Zoom room trial today. That's zoom.us. Zoom video conferencing. We are Wintrust, proud sponsor of your Chicago White Sox. We know how you feel about your team. You remember the first time you saw the exploding scoreboard, and you still get a thrill when the pinwheels and fireworks light up the sky. Now, we offer another way to show your team pride. With our White Sox checking account and debit card, every purchase will have you singing, Go, Go, White Sox. Find out more at Wintrust.com slash Sox. Banking services provided by Wintrust Community Banks. Chicago White Sox trademarks used with permission. Members of DIC. You know, DJ, when I was a boy, I had a dream of driving a Windy City limousine. I thought you dreamt of being a big league pitcher. I really want to drive one of those beautiful Windy City limousines, hybrids, coaches, or buses, and honk the horn as I drove by my friends going to see the Sox play. So instead of becoming a Windy City limousine driver, you became a big league pitcher, and now you're a broadcaster calling the games to millions of fans on White Sox radio? Yeah. I guess some dreams just don't come true. Windy City Limousine. Call today at 866-94-WINDY or online at windycitylimos.com. It's about time. Everyone loves a great comeback. And for a certified pre-owned vehicle, DriveChicago.com is the right call. With multi-point inspections by factory-certified technicians and a factory-certified warranty, a certified pre-owned vehicle is all about peace of mind. You always know exactly what you're getting into. Your new car dealer has thousands of certified pre-owned vehicles. Let us find the car, truck, or SUV you're looking for at DriveChicago.com. We've got your number. the team's flagship radio station. You're listening to White Sox Weekly on the home of the Sox, 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly rolling on. Mark Harmon and Harry Tynowitz with you. Hope you're having a great Sunday. It's always a great day when you get to talk to the White Sox hitting coach, Todd Steverson, who is with us. Coach, you, you, you lost a couple guys this week in uh, Avi Garcia and, and Matt Davidson, at least for now, uh, you know, not being brought back by the club. Of course, that could change down the line. But uh, let's start there, and, and what will you miss about, uh, I guess, let's start with Avi. What will you miss about Avi the most? So Avi was there, obviously, since uh, I first started it with, with the Sox. And uh, uh, that was five years of, of a lot of work and, and watching him mature. And uh, he's a great kid. He's got a lot of upside. And, uh, you know, really, the relationship with, with Avi and I are pretty good. And, uh, you know, sad to see he played a lot of last year with, with some injuries and things like that. But uh, overall, you know, you got to wish him well. And, you know, if we end up getting him back, that's great. And, and Matt Davidson started last year with the bang, then another bang, then another bang. When you think of uh, the uh, big slugger, what are you going to think of? Well, Matty, uh, he, he came up. He came over in the, in the Arizona Diamondbacks trade, uh, highly touted trade. 
and uh, you know he, he struggled through the through the minor leagues a little bit. Did finally put it together and came to the big leagues. Sadly enough, his first time up, he got hurt. Uh, then he was able to go out and he, he dropped 26 homers uh, a year ago. And I know he only hit 20 this year. Uh, didn't didn't match that. But uh, overall, you know, Maddie Maddie had had it as a D8 at his at his age. He did he did well in that spot. Uh, he also had a chance to mature as a big league hitter. Uh, it ain't easy learning on the job in the big leagues. And, uh, you know, really he, to, for him to still put out some of, a tool, some of his tools on a daily basis was good for him. Coach, what have you been doing this offseason? Let's get we, – we jumped right into players. I want to get a quick update from uh, how you're spending your time. I know you watch a ton of football. I know you're a huge Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> fan. <laughs> you know, you know what? Uh, I live in Phoenix, so they just got done overseeding all the golf courses. I'm not any good at golf, but that is something to do. So uh, I've gone out and played a couple rounds of golf. Uh, I've been paying attention to obviously what's going on in Major League Baseball, our business. I have been watching a ton of football because that is that is another passion of mine. And as for Mitchell Trubisky, you know. If he, he might need to come over to the Stock Stadium and and we could do some sliding drills with him or something, maybe <laughs> save his shoulder. That's that. That's a great uh, opportunity suggestion right there, Coach. I think Mitchell should perhaps take you up on that. So, so you've sort of been sentenced to watching the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, their rookie uh, Josh Rosen looks pretty good. What do you do? You think he's got a future in the league? I'll be honest. Uh, my my number one quarterback coming out of that whole class that year was was Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think he has a high upside. I know everybody talked about his height and things like that, but that guy's a competitor, and, and there's, there's something to be said. You can't quantify that with with numbers and things like that to go out and compete. He does it well. Now Hugh Jackson, of course, was the Browns coach and who got fired. And Baker Mayfield said a couple things you know, about uh, how the Browns are so much better off without the head coach. Do you have a problem with the player who would say something like that uh, to the media? I don't know their situation over there or their interactions, you know, behind behind closed doors and things like that. So, uh, you know, I, I, I will reserve to, to not really comment on that, but you, you would assume that, that – Every team needs some leadership, and typically, if it comes, it comes from the top, top down to the bottom. You know, uh, front office coaches, then players. Players got to play, and uh, in, in NFL, you know, the coaches make they make the the game plan weekly, week in and week out. Now, if the players don't like it, you know, that's on them. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, they still got to go out and play also. Who's the who's the most Baker like in that White Sox clubhouse right now, Trick? What would you say? <laughs> uh, let me see here. Uh, you know, Nicky Delmonico. He he he's a huge he's a football fan also. Uh, he's a competitor. I, I think uh, Timmy Timmy's a, Timmy's a good good competitor. Obviously, Ingle obviously Ingle is an ex football player himself, so he comes out with that type of attitude every day also. Uh, at the end of the day, I want all 12 of my hitters to have that that competitive level. Uh, there's there's nothing better than having 12 guys go out there and say, let's put it on the table every day and and let the cards lay where they lay. Let's start with Timmy from who you just named. 
next level for Timmy next year. What do you think you'll be working out with him come spring training? How high can he go in 2019? You know, like I said, I hate to put, like, ceilings on guys or, or specifics on guys like that, but in my opinion, Timmy is a, is a much better hitter than than uh everyone has probably seen uh when he first came up he hit 280 uh the 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 game actually adjusts itself to you and it's up to you to adjust to the game as well and i think the last couple years and him learning what baseball is all about and obviously as you saw defensively how he he made the leaps and bounds defensively when he put his mind to it i think the same the same flip-flop factor can, can happen on the offensive side in terms of uh, consistency from him. He's a good hitter. He's a really good hitter. And I, I think once once it comes together completely for him, and I think next year could be a good good time for it, uh, I think all the White Sox fans will be really happy about that. When you're working with a guy like Johan Moncada, who is this, you know, incredibly heralded rookie, and he's going to be the face of the White Sox, and he's the future of the White Sox, do you feel any, I know you've been doing this forever, but do you feel any extra added pressure when you work with a guy like that? I wouldn't say there's any added pressure. I think the if, if you're confident in your message that you're giving to the players, then there's no pressure there. Um Yo-Yo is a very, very talented player, absolutely. And his rookie year, uh, I mean, a lot of people can make uh, assessments one way or another. But overall, I think if if if, if you were to say on, on day one of the season, if your rookie second baseman at 23 years old was going to score over 70 runs, hit 17 homers, have over 60 ribbies and double-digit stolen bases, I'm not sure that anybody wouldn't have taken that, you know. So uh, the the message of, of getting better, of competing every day and understanding the game is huge. And I, I think he's he's uh, he's had his first full season and a little half a season the year before that. And, and at the end of it, I think he's, he's also mature from that as well. Take a quick time out. We're going to come back with Todd Steverson. I want to ask a question to start with the Yon Moncada and what that looks like next season. This is White Sox Weekly on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. Hey, hi, Krista. Hi, Dan. Hi, everybody. It's White Sox Weekly. Hey, a reminder, White Sox fans, SoxFest 2019 hotel packages are now available. It's only one way to receive passes for a weekend of White Sox baseball that you won't want to miss. We do hope to see you at the Hilton Chicago, January the 25th through January the 27th. Hotel packages available now at whitesocks.com slash SoxFest. All right, we're going to have part two of our interview with uh, Todd Steverson coming up here. And we'll get you a news update as well. And then uh, Ed Farmer will be joining us. Uh, in the right around 245 today. Uh, the White Sox Newborn Club is the perfect gift for the newest member of your family. Package includes a Southpaw onesie and a hat, a White Sox bib, a customized White Sox birth certificate. Purchase yours today at whitesox.com slash newborn. All right, let us get into the newsroom here at 2.30. The news at 2.30 is sponsored by Martin Tire and Auto Service. And again, after the news, We'll be having part two of our conversation with Todd Steverson at 2.30 on the dot with your news on 720 WGN. Here is Pam Jones. 
A man was shot while driving, then crashed into a utility pole and ended up on someone's front lawn in the Pullman neighborhood. It happened near 121st and South Ada. A 33-year-old man was wounded in the armpit just after midnight. He was listed in stable condition. One of the 12 tornadoes reported last night in central Illinois hit Beardstown. It damaged the city's water plant and took down power lines. It also wiped out a family farm in Lewistown. In all, some 30 people hurt more than 100 homes and other buildings damaged or destroyed. And the Salvation Army in Illinois gets its first gold coin of the Christmas season. Someone dropped a one-ounce 2016 gold eagle piece into a kettle at a jewel store in Crystal Lake. The donation is worth about 1200 bucks. Stay tuned. Sports, traffic, and weather after this on WGN. WGN Sports, the Illini visit the uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers. That's coming up today at 4 p.m. Uh, the Blackhawks are hosting Calgary tonight. We'll have the pregame with Chris Bowden at 5.30, the faceoff at 6 with John Wideman and Troy Murray on WGNRadio.com and also on AM1000. The Bears are visiting the New York Giants and we'll have Hamp and OB with Kaz coming up with your postgame at 3 o'clock on WGN and WGNRadio.com. College football playoff semifinalists were announced today. Number one, Alabama plays number four, Oklahoma, in the Orange Bowl December 29th. Number two, Clemson faces number three, Notre Dame, at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, also on December 29th. The winners meet for the national championship January 7th at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, California. WGN traffic. Your travel times right now. The Kennedy inbound stop and go from North Avenue in. Your trip in from O'Hare, 29 minutes, 38 on the reverse, with brake lights from downtown to Armitage Avenue. The inbound Ike is also slow. Route 53 into downtown is 31 minutes and 33 on the flip. The inbound Stevenson looks pretty good. 355 to Lakeshore Drive, 34 minutes. The outbound side a little slow from Western to Cicero. Lakeshore Drive to 355 is 38 minutes. The inbound Ryan is slow from 18th Street, 95th to downtown, 21 minutes and 17 on the reverse. For personalized traffic on demand, get the Traffic Chicago app approved by the mortgage experts of Team Hochberg. Just search T-R-A-F-F-I-X Chicago. And now the weather from the WGN Chicago Weather Center. There is a flood warning for the Des Plaines River and the DuPage River. That's the East DuPage. It affects Cook, Will, and Lake Counties. Today we are expecting rain to roll on in this afternoon. We'll have a high of 52 degrees. Tonight the rain could change to snow with a low around 34. And tomorrow a chance for snow before the lunchtime hour with around 35 for your high. Right now, the current temperatures, 42 at O'Hare, 43 at Midway, 43 in Palatine, and 43 at Chicago's Lakefront. I'm Pam Jones, and these are the stories that matter on 720 WGN. At the wall, the 380, gone. A three-run homer for Tim Anderson. 3-1 White Sox. Back to White Sox Weekly on 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly rolling on. Todd Steverson, the White Sox hitting coach with us. Coach, you mentioned uh, Yohan Moncada as we were going to break there. How do you get him from, uh, I don't know, looking at pitches that are just off the plate or just on the plate, taking strike three? A lot of those strikeouts this past year were looking. What, 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 what will you try to – how do you move that forward so that doesn't happen as frequently in 2019? Well, you don't want to pigeonhole him into saying swing at that pitch. I think uh, – he has a phenomenal eye, and when you have an eye like that, you can take a pitch that's an inch and a half, two inches off the plate, albeit you're not in control of if it gets called a strike or not, and you were right. It is a ball, ball, but at the end of the day, it's up to the guy with guy in blue behind the plate. Uh, I think the part of, of the hitting side that's going to get better on that is understanding when I need to foul that ball off, uh, understanding this guy's been calling that pitch, 
we also have uh, data that says, you know, hey, umpires may may like to expand on that side a little bit. So before the game, it's like, hey, he's probably gonna call that pitch. Don't let him make. Don't let him do it to you. You know, uh, don't leave your bat to in his hands. Let's let's take control of our bat. Uh, at the end of the day, we we're probably you know you, in baseball, you're still gonna get to two strikes almost forty by forty five fit forty six percent of the, of your at bat. So you you're gonna have to deal with that. But really, if you don't you don't get to two strikes, that's your best chance. Todd, last year, uh, you know, guys once in their life want to make a catch like Adam Engel made three of in one week. So I think if you pull the pitchers on the Sox, who do you want in center field out there for you? They'd say Adam Engel. Where is he? He's great as a fielder. Where is he at as a hitter? Adam, I thought, you know, he he also made some strides. Uh, Obviously, his first year that he came up, he was still trying to find himself. He went through quite a few different mechanical changes. Uh, from the minor leagues to the big leagues, uh, also trying to compete on a daily basis. And uh, took the off season, and we put some things together, and really it becomes a feel thing. And uh, I think somewhere toward the middle of the season, he had a good idea of, of exactly how he wanted to go about his at-bats. Uh, you know, it's the, the, the feel of hitting is – is is a phenomenon that's kind of hard to understand from the average person. So uh, I think the maturation of him as well from last year and understanding how he made his outs, how pitchers pitched him, and he can go into the offseason this year and do a better job of understanding his approach to, to the game instead of working so much physically and mechanically. It's not a perfect uh, comparison here in Todd Stevenson, the White Sox hitting coach with us here on 720 WGN. But when you look at Moncada, a lot of his strikeouts are balls that are just on or just off the plate and, and, and looking. And then Adam Angle's more of a guy who's chasing up high, out of the zone, and and just even just take the two players out of it. How much harder – is it easier to teach a guy who's, you know – swinging at balls over his head to dial it back or somebody like Moncada who needs to be more aggressive or could be more aggressive. That, that is the happy medium that, that is the age old question. Uh, do you, do you tame a bull or do you, do you allow the bull to be who he is? Uh, do you try to rev, rev somebody that's kind of, you would say passive or mundane about things? Uh, to be more aggressive was well, it's always easier to to uh, turn it up in my opinion. A lot of people say it's harder to turn it down when you already are at a certain level and say and I say hey back it down slow it down. Uh, that's a lot harder for that type of person. But for someone that is a tick more passive, uh, it's easier to say hey let's jump on this and they say all right they can make that decision a lot easier. You were talking about all the golf courses uh, by your house in Arizona there. I've had Jim Furyk on a couple times. Wonderful man, great golfer. He said that once he got away from all the coaches that tried to fix his swing, he became the best golfer he could possibly be. So that's got to be tough, but it's smart to to realize when, hey, this guy is going to be this guy, and that's how he's going to succeed, right? You, you don't fix swings. 
your, your swing is your swing. Uh, if you go back and you take uh, maybe your – if you play high school baseball and you look at your swing in high school and you go out there today and swing, it'll look eerily the same. Uh, unless you do a complete makeover of, of, of trying to manipulate the barrel to do something one or the other, pretty much everybody's swing stays its swing. And so I understand where Jim's coming from. That, that swing was in, ingrained in him. He just needed to learn how to func- make it function for himself and, and, be, and be successful with it. That is, uh, I'm just, you got me in a whole mindset of thinking about my freshman B baseball year coach when I hit two, <laughs> 286, but I came out of the gates hot and then I tailed off. We could talk about that another time. Uh, have you, well, you probably tell you probably tailed off because you started swinging at bad pitches and when you were probably hitting, you were swinging at real good pitches. I, I was trying to prove something early in the season. And I was like, Ooh, what am I doing out here? Then I got nervous and then it, then, then it went away. He was, he was the same way in the bars with the ladies. Yeah, that's, coach. that's unfortunate. Oh, there it is. Yeah. And, and kind of true actually. Thanks Harry for, for that. Uh, all right. Hey, uh, have you uh, what, what are you found this offseason stuff here, Coach? Are we getting Bryce Harper? Are we getting Manny Machado? What do you know? Uh, that is not of my <laughs> of, of my confidentiality or 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 security breach. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have I have not not an idea about that. I'm, I'm sure uh, Rick and Kenny and Jerry are doing their due diligence at any level to make our team better right now. And uh, I got all the confidence in the world in him. Well, you're probably going to be working with Eloy this year. So, what what strategy will you be employing with him come spring training? Well, Eloy obviously is going to come with a, a ton of fanfare and and, and a lot of uh, uh, upside. From I mean, I'm not sure it was the same thing that when Moncada came up. You know, everybody's been waiting for this guy to hit the uh, hit the pavement and. Uh, at the end of the day, I want Eloy to be Eloy. I'm not going to – you don't want to change him into being this or that. You have to let that man play and, and see how and see how it uh, pans out there for a while. Uh, obviously, he comes with a huge skill set. And the major leagues is the major leagues. You must go out there on a daily basis and, and have the concentration level to, to compete. And I know he's got that. I've talked to him in spring training. Me not being able to see him live on a on a everyday uh, basis at this point, it'll also be a, a learned experience for me to who who is Eloy. Uh, I've I've obviously watched a lot of video and like I said, we've had conversations. But to have him under your wing is is a little different, and I think it'll be a great enjoyable time for us. Todd, before we let you go, and we appreciate you spending some time with us on uh, this Sunday afternoon. Uh, you know, I know that you, as the hitting coach, you love all your children equally. But which, if you had to pick one, which guy do you think is sitting on the precipice of a breakout season? Oh, I, I mean, I want to say it all of them. Uh, you're right. I, I I do love my hitters. Uh, I'm not going to pinpoint one because that would be doing an injustice to the other guys. Uh, I want to say that if everybody plays their potential, there is no stopping this offense or this team. Uh, I'm not sure if everybody realizes the true upside of 
not only the prospects that we have coming, but the guys that we do have here, when they when they get it and they put it all together, it is going to be something to see. So what you're saying is Daniel Polk is going to hit 40 bombs this year? <laughs> you know, Polk, <laughs> he square up some balls. He, he, he could hit 40. But I think Daniel overall is a better hitter. Uh, and he stuff admittedly himself uh, – that that he wants to be next year. I mean, everybody knows he can hit the ball out of the atmosphere. Uh, but you don't want to be a sideshow like that. Every now and then, you just need a ground ball to the second baseman to score a run, and that's still got to be in, in in your tool belt. Fair enough, Coach. Great to talk to you always. You want you got a Super Bowl pick in case we don't speak to you before February? You know, uh, I had a long argument with some with some colleagues of mine about who the best quarterback in in NFL was and, and, and Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. And I will give Aaron Rodgers his just due, but he just doesn't have the rings that Tom Brady has. It's hard to put it past Tom. But I, w- I could have said Kansas City, but I'm a Charger fan, so I don't want them beating us at all. So I'm going to stick with my Chargers. Okay, well, that, that's my favorite quarterback in the league. He's so underappreciated. The year LT was hurt for the playoffs, he won at Indy. He almost won at New England. How about right. Phillip Rivers? I mean, he doesn't miss a game, and he keeps having 4,000-yard seasons. Every time. He is under underappreciated uh, because he doesn't always throw deep and things like that, and he does do a lot of dump-off passes. he got no mobility. He, his athleticism is probably – uh, two ticks down from the average quarterback in the NFL, but he knows how to get it done. Dodds Davidson, Chicago White Sox hitting coach and future head coach in the NFL as well. We, appre- <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate the time, Coach. Uh, not a problem. I enjoyed it. All right. Thanks, Todd. You got it. This is 720 WGN. It's great to be back with WGN. It's White Sox Weekly on the official radio station of the Chicago White Sox. 720 WGN. 720 WGN. This is White Sox Weekly. Mark Carmen and Harry Tynowitz with you. Pleased to be joined by the radio voice of your Chicago White Sox, Ed Farmer. And, of course, Farmio on the show often. But uh, today we're talking about... The passing of a great man, George H.W. Bush, passing away at 94 years old, the 41st president of the United States, and a very good friend of yours, that farmer, somebody you've known for a long time. Yeah, I got to meet him, uh, Mark, uh, when I was first in the big leagues. Took me around the United Nations and uh, bought me lunch. Our manager was friends with the Bush family, uh, Ken Aspermani, who played in, in Houston, and uh, he took about five of us to the U.N., and, we had uh, lunch with uh, the ambassador of the U.N., George uh, Herbert Walker Bush, and it was just um, it was a thrill for me to meet him and uh, to know him over the years. Uh, I knew his son. Uh, I still do. His son, W., was the owner of the Texas Rangers and a friend of mine. But they, they just uh, – it's a great family. I mean, uh, the, the passing certainly at 94 years – young is one thing but the, to know the family and know what they go through uh, i felt so sorry for him when he lost his wife barbara married for over 70 years now, how do you go on from that I, I just don't know i mean you've been married to your best friend for that long and she passes away and uh, a lot of people said you know what he's going to follow her and they, they were more than right they were they were right he went to, to went to see her a couple of days ago with the passing of uh, george h bush 
Just a great guy. You know, Fermio, uh, there are certain qualities of certain presidents, aside from the fact, you know, that he was the leader of the free nation. Wouldn't you call him the most athletic president ever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. for me he was. You know, not that I knew them all. I mean, I didn't know Lincoln or Washington, but... Right, but I mean, I mean Ford could sail a boat, I guess. <laughs> Potomac, I'm sure. Right, Ford. But, uh, Ford played football at Michigan, but you know, Bush was the athlete. Yeah, I mean, you watch him with some of his grandkids and his great grandkids. He's playing catch with them. Next thing you know, he's skydiving at uh, year seventy-five or eighty, and then doing it again when he turns ninety. I mean, come on, people are <laughs> people aren't going skydiving at that age. They're diving somewhere else, and hopefully, they come up from it. But um, just a great guy. He just, uh, you know, he he did so many great things for this country. I mean, he lived, went to high school, I believe, in just outside Boston. Was born in Milton, Massachusetts, and uh, he went to high school. And then all of a sudden, was going to Yale. Decided he was going to go into the Navy. Became a naval pilot, and had just his plan in the Pacific, and was picked up by one of our submarines. I mean, that just doesn't happen. That just doesn't happen. This is a guy that's a leader and led our country. And then they, they used to take shots at him, what bothered me. You know, they'd say, oh, he's a little different. You know, he's a country pumpkin. He's far from that. Well-educated at Yale, uh, doing everything he could for this country. His private life was very short, but his public life was right out there. And um, he's just a great guy, just a guy that could talk to you on any level and make you feel good about meeting him. The uh, skydiving portion, it, it comes from you know, jumping out of that plane when he, it, when he was in the Navy. So it's, it's, I guess, something that he wanted to remember. Farmio, you ever jumped out of an airplane? No, but somebody would have to leave their footprint on my back to make that leap <laughs> right now. Well, it's not going to happen for my due diligence saying, I just can't wait till we get to you know, seven or 8,000 feet so I could hop out. Not, not going to happen. Well, I know that uh, George Bush played in the first two College World Series yeah. when he was at Yale. That's true, yeah, and uh, just a leader. I mean, he was our leader when he was in high school. I mean, come on, this guy was made for the job. And then they have his son, uh, 41 and then 43, the president of the United States. I mean, this is pretty good. This is a family that's uh, uh, well-generated, and the amount of people they have, I mean, you look at the family, it's it's a strong group. And uh, I didn't know Jed Bush very well, but I liked what he had to say the other day when he was getting on our president for getting on his dad. He stood up for what his beliefs were. What, what were your conversations like with H? What, what we, we're talking baseball? What are we talking? Uh, we were talking a little baseball, but we were talking a lot of politics. And uh, he had me sit down in the Khrushchev desk where uh, uh, Khrushchev took off his shoe and didn't like what was being said. Uh, with a, that little hearing aid because, you know, they dialect everything. Everything goes into a certain speech, and it's translated to those people, say, from Russia. There's someone's telling what's happening in Russian. He didn't like it, so he started. To, he took his shoe off, started pounding on the desk. And he goes, Ed, I want you to sit down right here because you're going to remember this. This is something that doesn't happen, especially here at the U.N. I've never forgotten it. I sat in that little high school desk that, you know, had an enclave that you could slide into and get up and get out of. But, yeah, Fidel, uh, when you look at it with uh, Nikita Khrushchev, you know that he, w he wasn't fooling around. That goes for Fidel Castro, too. He stood up to everybody. It wasn't wasn't like he was trying to have an argument, but he had a way of persuasion 
that went far beyond what they were used to. Fermio, I, I know that you are considered to be one of the best golfers in the baseball world. Did you ever golf with the president? And if so, who has more Social Security people around them on the golf course, former President Bush or Hawk Harrelson? Probably Hawk. <laughs> you mean Secret Service people instead of uh, instead of Social Security? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, actually, it would apply in both cases. Yeah, sure it would. Um, I'm not playing. I don't play in the winter time. I didn't play good last year, but I want to say this: uh, Darren and I went to play Preston Trail in Dallas a couple of years ago. You know, on an off day or a morning where we had nothing to do. And Preston Trail is a real nice golf club uh, in Dallas. We were in Arlington. And uh, Darren said, who are you playing with today? I said, you know him, but you don't know him well yet. You know, he's a great guy. And we walked in the men's locker room, and there was 43 uh, W. And he said, Dad, how are we doing? I said, Mr. President, 43, we're doing good. Say hello to Darren Jackson. And Darren goes, are we playing golf with you today, Mr. President? He goes, yeah, do you have a problem with that? He goes, oh, no, I don't. He goes, well, we're also playing with David Graham. He's got a he's got a U.S. Open trophy and also a British Open trophy. Is he okay? And he goes, Oh yeah, that's fine. That was our group: President of the United States, David Graham, Ed Palmer, and Darren Jackson. Two guys didn't belong, and two guys did. It wasn't me and Darren who belonged. How'd you shoot yeah. it? I shot all right. I mean, W is a good player. He's a real good player. Nobody was in the class naturally of Graham, but uh, W wasn't taking a, a seat to him either. He was my partner for nine holes that day, and I think we won those nine holes. That's awesome. Yeah, just great people. He's taken me to Air Force One. I've been on there. I've been at Andrews Air Base. I've been in the White House, taking guys to meet him. Uh, he's been very generous uh, to me over the years, and uh, I have to tell this story. He asked me about throwing out the first pitch. I don't think I've ever shared this with you guys. And I said to him, throwing out the first pitch? He goes, yeah. I said, uh, get loose under the stands with your Secret Service. He goes, why is that? I said, well, nobody will see you, but everybody throws out the first pitch, the ceremonial first pitch. They're not loose, and they throw it in the dirt. I said, you don't want to throw it in the dirt. He goes, absolutely not. So I said, and then when you get on a mound, you're on a uh, maybe 10 to 15-inch mound, depending on how it's channeled for that pitcher that day, aim high. And he looks at me, and W says, did you do that? I said, no, I'm a professional. I just let it fly. <laughs> but uh, when I went to see him in 05, uh, he said to me, he goes, by the way, that tip I'm throwing out the first pitch, I throw a strike every time. I said, we're going to spin doctor that now, the first pitch. But, yeah, he's uh, just a great group of people. I'm proud to know them, proud to call them friends of mine, too. Well, Farmer, you you really, I mean, you know everybody. You know Gretzky. You know, uh, is Bush the only, uh, the Bush is the only president you know? You mean of the United States? No, and I'll take any world leader. Are you and Angela? Shocks rock in the White House and started speaking French to him. <laughs> what about the Dalai Lama, Fermi? I said, "Parlez-vous français, Monsieur? Oui, Jacques Chirac." And he said, "Oui." He said, "You speak French, but you have a Spanish accent." I said, "I speak Spanish too." He said, "Well, it comes through in your French. It's not good." I said, "Thank you." <laughs> you going any? You going overseas for the holidays here, Fermi? No, gotta... no, I'm going to stay right here, and uh, we, we've done enough things with water and at the last month here in uh, the Los Angeles area fighting fires and uh, the last few days uh, starting a couple of days ago on Friday we had uh, you know we had uh, we had mudslides here so it's it's a community here in Southern California Garland and Socia live about 10 miles away from me they fought the fires at their house as well 
Well, Fermio, we're glad that, you know, that was a horrible, tragic fire. We're glad that uh, it's under control. We're glad you're under control. And we appreciate that, yeah. We appreciate you visiting with us. I know- Harry, uh, you and Mark do a great job. I want you to make sure that you know that for me and my family, but also for everybody. Remember George Bush today in your prayers and his family, because I know they're suffering to some extent, and uh, he's a great guy. Say a few prayers for him. Remember, look at your children a lot different. What we found out here, Thanksgiving took on a different mode. We're about three or four minutes from not getting out of the house. We got a reprieve from God, got out of the house, and the fireman saved our house, and we had a lot to be thankful for. But look at your children, look at your friends, and look at your wife and your husband, and uh, take on a different look, and certainly celebrate the, the holidays and the holy days with everybody. Farmio, appreciate the time. Great to talk to you. Happy holidays to you and your family, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys, for having me. God bless everybody. It was our pleasure. This is White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly, thank you for listening. The uh, Ed Farmer interview was sponsored by C.J. Wilson Mazda and ZoomZoomNation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping fun. And a reminder, ever dream of being a White Sox player? That's you, Ed Obradovich. Now's your chance. You can attend the Chicago White Sox Fantasy Camp in Glendale, Arizona, January 13th through the 19th. Be treated like a pro. For camp info, call 623-302-5002, or you can sign up via whitesox.com. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Ed Farmer. Thank you to Todd Steverson as well. 